Welcome to the Spiritual Shiftworker Podcast. I'm Lyanne, and I'm so happy that you've pressed play today. This podcast is here to inspire you, but more importantly, to provide you with the tools you may need in order to make a shift in any area of your life. Whether it's a small shift or a big shift, I will be sharing real-life stories from incredible humans who have done both. And of course, as a shift worker, we will navigate all the ups and downs of working shifts, from nutrition to learning how to ditch the overwhelm, to creating more time to do the things that light you up. So grab that Java, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome, beautiful souls. It is the official first episode of the Spiritual Shift Worker Podcast. And let me tell you, I am really excited for today's conversation. Most would think that for the inaugural episode that I should or I would do a personal introduction. But when it comes to leveling up or making a shift, the very first thing that must be done is that you must make a decision. And today's guest is all about that. Working with Christina two years ago kick-started my journey into creating a life that I absolutely love And this conversation will no doubt do the same for you. So let's get started. Welcome to today's episode. And in fact, it is the inaugural episode of the Spiritual Shift Worker podcast. So when I decided to start this podcast, there was only ever one person who I knew I wanted to chat with first and foremost, and that is today's guest. Christina LeCure is a former professional golfer turned confidence and success coach. She helps her clients boost their confidence, gives them hope, and helps them live a life that they can't wait to wake up to. Christina believes we are all here to share our God-given talents and that you can create the life you want by simply deciding that it's your turn. Christina is the founder of the Decide It's Your Turn podcast, Mastermind, and Decide It's Your Turn Women's Retreat. Her faith and unending positivity is inspiring, and I cannot wait to dive into this conversation today. All right, Christina, here we are. (laughs) And I just have to tell um, our listeners um, how we first met, because I find that there's nothing random. Um, We, the universe, God, source, I think totally got us together back in 2019 when we first met at uh, Lori Harder's Bliss Project. And I think you can definitely clarify this for everybody that you were really on the beginning of your sort of this journey, what we're going to talk about today. And that I ended up joining your mastermind uh, in 2021 and through social media, that's how we connected. And I have no doubt, I have no doubt that meeting you and watching you share your unwavering faith has definitely helped me dig deeper into my own spirituality and my own faith in myself. Um, and of course, the fact that you're Canadian, <laughs> definitely with, there's always a connection there, right? We can complain about the weather, although you don't live here anymore. So let's go back and you can share a little bit about your journey and how you ended up where you are. 
Well, first of all, thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. It's so crazy when you actually hear the things about yourself kind of regurgitated back to you and you're just like, yeah, I guess that's right. So I'm super excited to be here. I'm unbelievably proud of you and um, what getting to know you, obviously, over the years, getting to work with you. And yeah, it's crazy to think that we met at Lori's Bliss Project. And I had really kind of started my self-development journey probably about, I would say, five to seven years before that. But really, my business started the year before that. In 2018 is really when I started kind of being like, okay, I know that I needed the time to heal myself. And now all of a sudden, a lot of people are coming to me on how they can do it for themselves. And that's really when my uh, business kind of was created because I was like, okay, if, if people are coming to me to do this, and I know that I've been able to change my life dramatically, well, maybe I can help serve others. And that's really when I started stepping into what I believe is my God-given purpose. And I'm still doing that today, obviously, over the last few years, especially in 2019, when I hosted my first event, I will say that that's kind of like the turning point where I really gained a ton of confidence. That was probably the hardest year of my professional career, probably personal, um, personal experience as well. It was doing that event was probably the hardest thing ever, but the greatest gift I've ever been. And why I went to Bliss Project is because that year I was just immersing myself in as many events as possible. I think I went to about five live events before I hosted my own because I was willing to show up at any and all to learn like what made the best events, what did people walk away with? Like I wanted to make sure I had all of the information to come back, take what I wanted and leave what I didn't. So 2019 was definitely a pivotal year. Um, But yeah, I mean, I kind of started this whole journey just because I was basically a dumpster fire (laughs) at at 27 years old. I'm going to be 40 this year. But at 27, I really was kind of at my personal rock bottom. And, you know, I do always want to mention that you don't have to be at a rock bottom to change your life. But I was at my personal rock bottom at 27, 28. I was a outside looking in. My life looked amazing. I was a professional golfer. I had a modeling contract. I was doing television. Um, I was in a, real, a relationship with my, who is still now my husband. We weren't married at the time, but like outside looking in, it looked really good. But inside I was complete disaster. You know, I had a horrible eating disorder. I hated my life and I definitely wasn't living in my purpose. And so, you know, that was, I guess, 13 years ago where I really decided that like there was other people in the world that were happy and I had to figure out how to create my own happiness and no one was coming to save me. And I stopped blaming the world and took responsibility and decided it was my turn to live my life. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so much there because I find that is, you're right. You don't always have to be at that rock bottom spot, but sometimes there's that feeling inside. And I think that's where it all started from, for me was that I just always felt there was something more, that there's something more that I have to give. And again, from the outside looking in, um, and I, I haven't, obviously, this is the very first episode, but I've been a police officer for, it'll be 22 years, and I have a great husband, I have two kids, we have the beautiful home, and yeah, our life is really freaking good, and yet there was something missing in me, and when you start looking for external sources to make you happy, and you look inside, everything else gets better, right? Um, so I love that, that you took your own responsibility because a lot of people still want to, um, look for answers outside of themselves. 
right? Absolutely. Every single, you know, as a coach, I I truly do believe I don't give you anything. Like when you and I were working together, I didn't give Lyanne anything. I gave her the external perspective. I gave her the clarity. I held her accountable, you know, told her that, okay, this is what's happening when you're going left. Do you feel more like going right? Whatever it was, but everything was already inside of you. Every single thing that we all want to do is already inside of us. And when we take personal responsibility and we actually take action and we decide, you know, like the three pillars of my business are decision, faith, and action, because you have to make an actual decision. Like you, when you join my mastermind, you signed a contract that said, this is the best decision. There's no other decision. We are full in no other option. And I am a big proponent of like, when you make a decision, there's, there's no plan B, you know, I guess people could kind of negotiate or talk about all day long if having a backup plan is a good thing. For me, it's like, no, the decision is made. Go all in on the decision and then take some action, like move your ass. Like right now you're taking action. And even when we, when we started this podcast, I I remember when you reached out to me, I was like, okay, cool. Send me the zoom, like pick a date. Let's do this. You know, I'm going to hold you accountable to doing the actual thing. And I don't even work with you anymore, but like, (laughs) but you know, like there's a lot of action and then there's the faith part, right? You really, for me, my faith is so, so important. I don't care if you call it God's source universe for me, it's God, but I have unwavering faith that like, if I make a decision and I'm taking action, it's going to work out. Even when it doesn't feel like it's working out, even when it's really, really hard, even when all of the things are conspiring against you, you feel like it's going to work out just because it is. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things that getting to know you and watching you on social every day with your uh, your posts, but it's like, that's one of the biggest things that I want to get across in this podcast is doesn't matter what it is. Is it God source, whatever you, you believe in that you have something that you have that faith to know that you can jump outside that line or over that line of fear and know that you are, you're safe. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's, so as a professional golfer, it would have looked like you had all the confidence in the world, which you would have to, because I, you know, professional sports, but what, what was that? Like, did you always have that growing up, that confidence? Did you, were you faking it? Were you just like, how was that when you were in that part of your life? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. And I think that, you know, it's, it's kind of like a twofold. It's like, I believe confidence is built by the willingness to show up. So, you know, when you start, when I started playing golf and, and my story is a little jacked up and weird, it's not common. I started playing golf really, really late. Like I was 18 by the time I started playing golf, like ever touched a club basically. And I had a full a full scholarship to go to college within three years. So like, that's extremely rare, but I will say like the more I played, the more confident I became, the more I showed up. My my superpower in life, I, I think I have a couple of them, but my superpower for sure is my work ethic. I can outwork anyone. I will just be more consistent than anyone. And I just practiced more than people. I just committed myself more than others did. And I knew that I kind of had to because I was so late. I mean, there I was playing in college against girls who had been playing since they were five years old. So when everyone else was like going for, I, I remember situations all the time, people were going for frozen yogurt people were doing whatever I was literally like when I decided to go back to college and it was late but you know I went to school I went to the library I went to the golf course I went to bed 
I like literally had the most boring college experience ever. It was a beautiful experience because I did really, really good. I was an all American athletic and academic. I don't even know what fucking awards I won. I won so many like, and um, that's not bragging, but it was just, it was what it was. Like I just showed the fuck up consistently all the time. And I still do that today. And I think that's one of the reasons for my success. Like I'm not that good at anything. I'm like average at most things, but I will fucking out consist you every single day. And for me, my confidence was built in that. Like, I am confident that I'm going to show the hell up. I may not be the best. I may not be the smartest. I may not be the prettiest. I may not be all the things, but I am 100% going to show up more than most people. And for me, that confidence came from that. I will say the difference between my confidence now versus before I really dove into self-development is I looked really confident on the outside. You know, I'm tall, I'm blonde, I, I look a certain way and I'm athletic and I'm playing a boy sport and I definitely am competitive and I have a trucker mouth and I, I definitely like, I come off extremely confident. Before the self-development, before the mindset work, I looked confident. Now I am confident. I know who I am to my core. There's not much that can rattle me. Now, does that mean I don't get my feelings hurt? No, I get my feelings hurt for sure. It bothers me. I'm human, but it doesn't change me. Like there is not much on this planet, knock on wood, that could ever get me off of what I'm doing because I'm so convinced and I'm so confident in who I am and my purpose on this planet before my confidence came from the external validation. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And that's where um, your journey into personal development, maybe like, was there one specific thing that created that faith? Like, was it taking the action? Like you're all, you've said consistency is your thing. You work hard, but it's like, was it just over time that it was built or was there one thing where you're like, you did it. And then you saw that result and went like, Holy crap, this is how it works. Right. Yeah. That's what it is about consistent. And you have to move your feet because Personally, for me, I know that's taking the inaction and action or inaction, still a decision, right? Mm -hmm. You're making a decision either way. But was there something specific that you were like, shit, this is this is it. Like, was there one specific action that you took that boosted that internal confidence more than the external? Yeah, you know, my podcast is the Decided Your Turn podcast. And I've always said there's been, you know, I've three men in my life that have probably impacted me the most, my dad, my husband, and a guy named Justin Pointer. And he was on my show. And I remember I was really at a rock bottom. I had my eating disorder was like really out of control. And I had just failed to qualify for my full tour card on the LPGA tour, which in my brain, because I was told for so many years, you're so pretty, you're so smart, you play golf, you do all these things you make this money, your life is going to be perfect when you get on tour. And so in my brain, I, once I missed my tour card for like my full card for three years in a row, it was the third year. I was like, my life's over. Like I put my whole entire worth into playing golf. Like who am I without golf? Who am I without my looks? And so for me, it was that year where I was, my eating disorder was just horrible. 
I had failed to qualify for LPGA tour for the third year in a row. And I was lost. I was at my rock bottom. I was miserable. I remember I was at the golf show that the PGA golf show that year, and I was being paid to be there by a company. I can't even remember the company at this point in time, but I used to do corporate events and companies used to hire me and it was great. I mean, I made money and things, but like, I just had no self-worth. I had like, I just did not believe that I was worthy of anything. And that's really when I met Justin and he was a man of faith. And it's funny that it took meeting a certain person. And I think that that's why so many things to so many people are just the trigger, right? Like this interaction could have meant nothing to anyone else. And it could, and it meant the world to me is because, I mean, I live in the, I live in Arkansas, like, which is the Southern Bible Belt. Like I had been down here for, I don't even know, seven years or whatever. And every person went to church and every person had faith. Like I was like, nah, I'm out on that. But I remember meeting Justin and just who he was in the golf world. And he's probably one of the best golf instructors in the world. He's got famous clients and all the things, but he's the most humble down to earth human that I've ever met. But the number one thing that stood out to him or stood out to me is his faith everything had to do with his faith. And that's really when I had started kind of like getting into a little bit of self-development. Like I was reading like Gabby Bernstein and Tony Robbins and, you know, Louise Hay and listening to um, all sorts of podcasts or it was YouTube videos back then. <laughs> Cause again, I'm old, um, but I remember Justin was talking about his faith consistently and it wasn't that he was pushing it like he is you would never know but he just talked about it because it it is the source of his life and then I started listening to like Joel Olstein sermons then I started listening to like Rick Warren and then Joel uh Joyce Meyer and all of the kind of like quote-unquote the feel-good pastors and that's really where I was like okay there's got to be something to this because this man is like super successful but the thing that really attracted me to him is um his faith and like his positivity and his like love for life and he was so happy and he was successful and I was like okay there's got to be something to this shit because everything that I'm trying by myself and that I think is the the key the number one thing is I was trying to do life by myself I was trying to control all do all be all and you fucking can't <laughs> period until you have something outside of yourself this is going to be a very scary, long roller coaster of life. And it was for me. And so that's really when my faith came apart. And Justin still to this day, he's one of my best friends in the whole entire world. I don't see him all the time, but when I do, it's just like, it brings tears to my eyes. He's my husband. My husband is really good friends with him as well, but he's the person that kind of brought me to my faith. And then I just kind of was more open to it. Right. And now I'll say that, like, I don't think I'm religious at all, but I'm definitely faith filled. And I know my relationship with God and I know who I am in my faith. And it's just been the biggest change. And it's not just having faith. It's like doing the work and having faith. Like, you know, you can't sit on your ass and be like, all right, God, solve all my problems. Yeah. He's like, you know, and I am the person that says God and fuck in the same sentence. So I'll tell you, God's like, get off your ass and go do the thing and I'll help support you, you know? So I think it's, for me, it's a personal of both. Yeah. And I think like you just said, right, it really is. You can, um, and not everyone is needing to necessarily have, some people are really okay with just being happy and fulfilled with whatever it is a simpler life but when you feel that there's something more and you know that you have a purpose here that you have still have to take the action right it's it's like you can't just expect god to come and take care of you you still need to take the action and so 
were there, did you like the intuition aspect of things? Were you following? Cause I know, I mean, I follow you. I know your, your daily, um, you find all the pennies and, and it's like, <laughs> those are your signs. Right. And so was it, you see those and you know, and that faith builds. And so listening to your intuition, when it comes to doing the right thing, um, or what you believe is the next step, is that something that you've had to build on, right? Listening to that inner faith of knowing what the next step is. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, that was another kind of rock bottomy type of moment for me when I started finding the coins. So um, I told this story at my live event in 2019, right when I met you that year, right before I, I did my live event. And I, and I talked about this story where I, I was having like one of like, the hardest moments ever. And doing that event was so difficult. I was dealing with some personal stuff. And I remember being home in Canada, believe it or not, where you guys do not have pennies anymore. And I was like, I got in this huge argument and it was just, it rocked me to my core. And I remember going outside and I literally was like pissed at God. I was so fucking pissed. I was like, yelling and I was so mad and I was broken. I was so hurt. And I remember looking down and I saw a penny and I found a penny in Canada. And that was literally, I don't even remember what month that would probably been. It would probably be like February or March of 2019. And I found that penny in the grass in Canada where pennies in Canada don't even exist. And I was like, it was just like that calm came over me that it was going to be okay. And that I just had to trust him and I had to keep going from that moment on. I have pretty much found pennies right when I need them. So for me, it's God telling me he's got it. And sometimes I find them like I'll find four or five in a day. And now it's just coins. Like I felt, I found dollars as well. Like bills. I found $10 bill, $20 bill. I found $30 one time, but I have literally, and you know, people who follow me, I literally have thousands of coins over the last little while. And it's, it's the weirdest shit. And yet it's the most comfortable, comforting thing on the planet. And now put yourself in the story here. So like, what is the thing that you see that calms you back down? Is it a butterfly? Is it a bird? Is it a red car? Is it the phone call? Is it triple digits? Is it whatever? It, you know, you, you just have to be in tune to know that like, whenever you're in those moments, and sometimes it's good moments, and sometimes it's not so good moments. Like when I'm having a rough day, and sometimes like, this is a true thing. Sometimes I'll like search for them, right? Because I'm like, fuck, give me the sign, damn it, give me the sign. And chances are I don't find them. And then other times it's like, they're like fucking slot machine out there. Like I find them all. So it's kind of, you know, for me, it's just, it's just God speaking to me. And he speaks to me through finding coins. Yeah. And that's allowing, right? You're allowing that to come through. For me, it's, it's, um, it's digits uh, every, yeah. every day I see them. And, and then it's also being aware. I think a lot of people, and this is the biggest thing that I'm trying to express is that so many people we're missing our lives. We're missing our lives by just doing and being completely unaware of where our feet are. And when you became, when you find those things like the coins and you see the signs or the butterfly, like this morning, I saw gold yellow finches on my walk, which, you know, I don't see every day, but it's being open 
to allowing those things into your consciousness and to know then that there's more at play, right? Knowing that there's something bigger and another source out there that can guide you and that you have to trust what you're seeing um, as the next step or that he, God has your back. And that's where I think um, a lot of people need to wake up. And I don't say that in that, you know, people are using that term so much these days, but literally stop missing their lives and to be more in presence and more in gratitude for where they are. And I know, right, that gratitude is such a big thing with you. Gratitude is the only thing. Like if we really narrow it down, gratitude is the only thing. Like if you want success in your business, if you want success in your life, if you want success in your relationships, get fucking in gratitude, period. Like gratitude will change your life. It's the simplest thing. It's free. Anyone can do it. And the number one thing that I have learned over the years of coaching literally hundreds and hundreds of people is gratitude will change your life. The thing is you got to fucking do it again. Go back to the thing that I'm best at consistency. Why do you think I've created the life and the business that I have? Cause I am consistently grateful for every fucking thing. And it does not mean that I do not have problems. It does not mean that I don't cry. It does not mean that I don't get my feelings hurt. It does not mean that like there's some dumpster fires going on. It just means that I have trained myself to get into gratitude all the time, period. I can find gratitude literally anywhere, any point in time. It will change everything in you. And people always say, well, when I get this, then I'll be grateful. Or when I do that, I'll be grateful. And the problem is you have got to find it where you're at now, or you're never going to get the thing. And even if you do get the thing, it's never going to be what you want it to be because you're not fucking grateful. And it is the simplest thing on the planet. 99% of people don't fucking do it. And that's why you're staying stuck. (laughs) Period. We can end the podcast right there because that is the key. No, but I'm just saying like, that's the key. And like, you literally think, because your brain is telling you it cannot be that easy. There's no way that you could create financial abundance or success or relationships or getting what you want by being grateful. The answer is you fucking can. Yeah. Because you're in energy. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. People live so conditionally, like you just said. Um, you know, I'll be happy when I lose 10 pounds. I'll be happy when I have more money. And then you're focusing solely on what you don't have, right? All the time you're focusing on that part of the aspect of your life that you're not happy with. So then how do you expect source or God to give you what you actually desire when you can't be grateful for what you have? Yeah. Um, going back just a minute, cause we were talking, you were talking about being so consistent and in college, you, uh, you know, you, you golfed, you worked, you did academics and it was like, did you feel you were always grinding, you know, or always hustling? And did you, even in the beginning of your, your career now, is that something that you had to balance out or is that, I know you're consistent and consistency is key in achieving anything, but have you gone from that hustle, hustle, grind to a different way at looking at success? 
Yeah, that's a great question. It's something that, you know, a lot of people are talking about right now. And I think like, you know, we live in such a polarizing world where, you know, right, wrong, black, white, up, down. And I think right now we've switched from like the hustle, which used to be like what everyone was, you know, talking about, excited about to now like more of like the woo woo flow. I try to look at my life as for me, the decision and the action is the masculine. The faith is the flow. The faith is the woo-woo, right? Do I hustle more than most people? Yeah, I'm 100%. But I don't regret it. Like, I don't mind working this hard. I There's something in me I don't want to be average. I don't. And I'm happy to admit that. And I'm happy to say that. And like, if you like it, great. If you don't, hey, you don't have to. Um, I want more than most. I hold myself to a different standard than I think most do. And I don't think that's right. I don't think it's wrong. I just think it is what it is. So do I hustle a lot? Yeah, I do. Um, Do I think that I hustle less now? Yes and no, in some regards, I I think I still work hard. I think I still show up and want like epic shit and do epic things. And like, I really like what I do. And I think that like, I'm willing to hustle for that. Like I'm willing to get on literally 50 calls in a week. I'm literally willing to do what most people aren't willing to do. And But I also live like a really good life where like I travel a lot. I fuck off a lot. Like I make my own rules. Like I make my own schedule. Like is there sometimes in the beginning of anything where you have to work a lot? Yes. And I'm not the person who's going to tell you that like it's just this feminine energy flow shit that you can just do. Like every person who's kind of talking about that had to hustle in the beginning. Like I think you just learn like how to flow a little bit more, but I've set the, you know, I have foundation that I hustled to create so I can flow a little bit more, but I don't know if it's humanly possible. And I'm sure it is for some people, but that's just kind of not who I am. Like I'm willing to hustle. I've, I've liked the hustle. I don't really regret the hustle. I don't have too many regrets. Now, I think that there's a difference the way I did it in the beginning versus the way I do it now. I did it in the beginning because I was trying to fucking prove something. I was trying to prove my worthiness. I do it now because 80% of the time I enjoy it. 80% of the time I fucking like being busy. I like being busy. I I used to hate being slow before because A lot of people who suffer with like self-worth issues and things like that, self-confidence issues, they don't like being slow because then it gives them time to think. I now don't mind being slow 20% of the time, but when I am slow, I'm not thinking about I'm a piece of shit because I'm sitting on the couch. I'm sitting on the couch because I fucking want to, or I'm traveling because I fucking want to, or I'm doing whatever the hell I want to do because I want to not telling myself I should be working or shitting on myself. I call it shitting, like shitting on yourself. Um, So I think that that's the difference. And I don't know which one's right or wrong. I only know what's right for me. And, 
you know, that's the thing going back to the coaching thing. I can't tell a client what's right or wrong. If someone wants to work, you know, 80 hours a week. Okay, cool. How do we make that feel like the best experience ever? If someone wants to work 20 hours a week, cool. How do we make that feel like the best experience ever? Yeah. I think it's all the intention, right? The intention behind that. And, um, I think the, the words, even the, the feeling that is behind those words, hustle and grind is a very negative connotation because it's always been associated to people doing things that they don't like to do, or it's not lighting them up, or it's something that they should be doing. And I feel that it is necessary to do a little bit of that hustle or action. You have to take the action to get where you want to get. I mean, otherwise you don't move literally, but I, I love the fact that it's the intention behind it, right? You're going to, you're going to hustle in your way because you enjoy doing it. The intention and the energy that you bring to your clients is the intention behind how much you want to help them. And I think that's huge in, in being able that to bring that forward to people. Um, and, and gratitude, right? Like I did a, a 31 day gratitude challenge uh, last month on my IG and it really did. It changes it right every day. And that started actually with you. I mean, I did a gratitude journal years ago and then uh, receiving the five minute journal from you. It's one of those things. And it literally only takes five minutes, even less some days, right, to jot down one or two things that you're grateful for. Um, so I, I think that people could incorporate that really, really easily. So yeah, I don't know if this is video, but it's sitting right here on my desk. It has been for, you know, however many years. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Mine's upstairs and um, I've, I've got obviously a few more since us working yep. together. So, so what do you say to people um, that are maybe feeling that there's something more? They feel like there's, they want to do something more, not, it doesn't have to be something crazy epic or, but just something more that they're wanting to do, but they're at that not quite feeling the confidence and that fear is creeping in. How do you, what would you say to them to really to start to trust themselves? Because for me, I know that that is one thing that came out of a meditation uh, for me uh, probably about a month ago. And it was like, trust yourself long enough to finish the things that you said you're going to finish. Absolutely. I love that question because uh, you know, self-trust and self-worth and self-confidence, they're all kind of in the same exact, you know, circle, I guess. Um, a lot of people don't trust themselves and aren't confident in themselves because they break small promises to themselves every single day. They say they're going to do something and they don't do it no matter what it is. Like I'm drinking a gallon of water right now. Okay. If I tell myself, a girl, if I tell myself that I'm going to drink a gallon of water every single day, and that's like my intent for like when I wake up and three, five days a week, I do it, but like two or four, I don't. Um, I, my brain understands that it can't trust it. Perfect example. I'm sure a lot of women are going to listen to this podcast. Young kids at home, stressed out. What do women do at the end of the night? Grab a glass of wine. But what did they do the day before? They tell themselves, fuck, I don't want to drink that wine. I'm not going to drink wine tomorrow night. Oh, but then girlfriend calls, you go to happy hour. Or stressful day, you get home, you're worn out, kids go to bed, you grab a glass of wine. Or you say that you're going to work out in the morning. And three days a week, maybe you do it. But the other two, it's rainy, it's cold, you sleep in, you don't fucking do it. You're no wonder you don't trust yourself. You tell yourself every single day you're going to do something, you don't fucking do it. 
Whatever it is, start with something super small. If it's a gallon of water, if it's three glasses of water, I don't really give two shits what it is, but start keeping small promises to yourself that like you will literally force yourself out of bed before midnight to do because you're going to gain self-trust in yourself. Right now I'm doing a program called 75 hard. I am not, I don't have to truly do this. I'm doing it because I'm turning 40 in the fall. I said that I've always wanted to do it. Is it hard? It's an inconvenience some days, but for me, it's not that hard because like I do most of this shit anyway, but like if, but the whole point of it is keeping promises to yourself. The whole point of it is to not negotiate on it. When it says you have to do a 45 minute walk, you don't do 43, you do 45. When it says you have to take three hours between workouts, one has to be outside. You don't take two hours and 55 minutes between you take three hours. If it's a gallon, you drink a gallon. You do the things it tells you to do because you don't negotiate on your life. You keep promises to yourself. Even if I don't lose a pound on this fucking thing, which it's shaping up to be that I might not lose a pound. (laughs) We're only like 35 days in and my husband's like a fucking melting man over here. Because they're guys. Yeah. Because they're guys. And I literally think that I, if I pee, I might lose like 0.3 pounds. It's so annoying because you're thinking you're, you know, at least you get one benefit out of the deal. But all of that to be said, I guarantee you, I'm going to like, whether I gain weight, I'm going to feel like a boss at the end because I keep my promises. Yeah. And I, I think that is definitely something that I've, I've definitely challenged myself with, and I sometimes have, well, not sometimes, let's be real. I definitely, certain things I can keep promises myself, my workouts, my water, my meditation. But when it comes to um, maybe doing the things that are a little bit fearful, right? The things that are pushing you outside of that comfort zone, it's easy to say, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll I'll do it tomorrow when I have more time, when the kids aren't crazy. And you're right. It doesn't, you don't build that confidence because you're like, it's a non-negotiable. You have to make it non-negotiable. And that's the thing. And how do you do that? Like, how do you have so much skin in the game? Do you have a coach? Do you have someone holding you accountable? Do you have so much in the game that like you are more afraid, afraid to lose that than to not do the thing? Like, over the years, and I, I think I even just released a podcast on this. It actually may have been, I know this doesn't come out until the fall, but the Decide It's Your Turn podcast back in the summer, I have released a podcast on like why you get a coach. And I will tell you, the most money I've ever spent on myself is my coach or my masterminds. And I've been doing it every single day, maybe there's been like a month or two, like overlap where I haven't had a coach or a mentor or a mastermind or whatever, but like literally at this point in time, it's been hundreds of thousands of dollars, the best money I'll ever spend because I am consistently putting myself in a space where my ass is on the line. I am pushing myself to do things that most people won't do because I have money invested. People are holding me accountable. And I'm committed to it. Like, I, I don't think it's a negative thing. Like, for instance, I've used my exact trainer, Josh. He's like my second husband by this, at this point in time. I've used him for like five years. Does Josh make me do different things every single week? Not really. Could I go to the gym Monday through Friday, 
and do pretty much the exact same thing because I know for the last five years what we do on whatever day. Absolutely, I could. Would I? Chances are no. And I know that about myself. Like, I know I don't like lifting fucking weights. I don't like doing stretching. I don't do box jumps, ride the bike, all the things. Ask Josh. I bitch every day. But what do I do? I have paid Josh one week in advance for the last five years. I put it on my schedule. I guarantee in five years, I've canceled that man five times. Like, it's just not an option. If it's on the schedule a week in advance, I know my schedule, chances are a week in advance. If it's on the schedule, my ass is going. It's already paid. I show up. So like put what I call stop losses in your life. You are going to die. Hate to tell you, you're gonna die. When I get to the end, I can tell you if I died tomorrow, would I be pissed? Of course, because I feel like I have so much left to do. But in the last seven to eight years, I'm pretty stoked at what I've done. Like, I'm pretty proud of the shit that I've done. And it hasn't been easy. It's been like all of the things. But like, I'm not going to be pissed. Had I died at 27, fuck me. I would have been so pissed because there was so much I wanted to do. There was so much more experiences and so much more joy and how I felt about myself and like all of the things. Do not get to the end and be pissed. And that is my number one, number one, hands down fear for uh, like 90% of the population. They're going to get to the end and be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. People, because people are, whatever the reason, right? Living in fear or just not being aware or not trusting themselves to do the thing. And Mm -hmm. that's where I, a thousand percent is that I, um, I'm, a few years behind you, but I also turn a big 50 in the fall. Um, and it's like, okay, it's, it's like, I've had an amazing life. I've done beautiful things, but there's more. And that's the thing. Living with regret is, is not a way to live. Nobody's ever going to say how I wish I'd worked more. I wish I'd worked more. Yeah. But even this podcast, what if no one listens to it? Who gives two shits? You did it. You said you wanted to do it. So now you're fucking doing it. Like literally make sure you do it, make sure it comes out, make sure you do whatever the hell possible to actually freaking do the damn thing and do it for as long as you want to do it. And then if it doesn't feel in alignment, do something else, but make sure you're not quitting on yourself because it doesn't feel like do it for you, like do it because it makes you proud, do it for you because it makes you excited and you're impacting one person. I have three words on the board in front of me for my job. People always ask like, how do you make money? I don't even have to think about money. I know for a fact, if I literally, number one, I trust God. Number two, I make an impact. Like if I'm making an impact every single day, I'm going to get paid. I don't even have to think about it. I know if I show up and make an impact, money is behind that. Like I know it. And then I try to enjoy this whole process. You know, I think going back to one of your questions was like, have I always hustled or whatever? I think one of the things that I have learned probably over the last two years is that I haven't enjoyed as many things as I probably ought to have. Um, And so my, one of the things that on my board this year, it says like fun as fuck. Like, I just want to have more fun because I have always been a very 
Like ever since I was a kid, I have been a more of a serious person. Like I don't dance. I don't really do that kind of every once in a while I do, but like, I do want to have more fun and I, I spend money on fun. I'm yeah. I, I want more fun in my life. Um, I think I have a lot of joy, but not as much fun. Cause I've always been a very like follow the rules serious, which is funny because I don't really follow rules, but I don't know. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't really follow rules, but I don't know. It's just like, I've, I haven't had probably as much fun as I would have in life because I definitely, yeah, I don't know. That's a I good, love that. I love that. So true. I feel the same, right? Like I spent many years living in the future, so far in the future that I missed out on really amazing um, experiences. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm done with that. Right. Like you, you, yeah. we only have now, we only have now. So, oh my God, Christina, thank you so much. I'm so um, thankful and grateful for you. And I have one last question because it's, it's sort of when I started this journey about trying to find, and I don't love the word balance. That's sort of not, because I don't think you should have to have things at a lower level. Like you said, have the fun, have the abundance, have the career. So it's sort of finding um, a harmony with everything. And so how do you do that? I mean, you've just sort of said you want to add more fun in. So when you're hustling and you're traveling, is that sort of how you find the harmony? I know that you and Nathan spend your your daily walks and I love yeah. it. And I'm trying to get my husband out to do that. So, but where do you find, how do you find the harmony in it all between yeah. the hustle and then the, the fun? Yeah, I think it's seasons. Um, like there's seasons of hustle and there's seasons of like chill. Um, I think I'm intentional about everything. Um, my husband and I have a, a good trick and maybe I should do a video on this one too, but we've been doing this for a few years, but every Sunday he and I both open up our schedules and we look at the week ahead. And now that doesn't mean that like we have to intentionally set a date night or whatever, but like we look at our schedules, we know what's on each other's schedules. We know either we're gone, we're doing something, there's a dinner or whatever, or we're both just like crazy busy that week or whatever it is. But we intentionally put things on our schedule. Like literally, <laughs> this is so crazy, but the beginning of the year, so I turned 40 this year. And so like this year I was just like, I'm just going to have fun this year because that's one of my words on my board. Cause again, I want to live kind of intentionally, but for the first like four and a half months of the year, I swear to God, you could have broken into our house. We were never here on the weekends. Like we just were gone every single weekend. We did all of the things we say yes to everything. I say yes to fun all the time. Like if that sounds fun, I'm like, fuck yes, I'm in on that. Um, went away for long weekends, you know, all the things. And now that doesn't mean you have to like go to Cabo on the weekend. Like we can literally pack. We literally do this all the time. We pack a bag, throw some crap in the car, grab a couple waters. And before we were on 75 hard, you just like eat wherever you are, whatever, find hikes, stay at a hotel, like do whatever, just like fuck off on the weekends. Cause my husband has a traditional job, not as much as myself where I can create my hours. But now we're doing the 75 cards. So we're kind of like boring as hell. Like we're trying, you know, we're boring ish. We're still doing things, but we're just not like flying and traveling. But like literally we're done like the middle of August for every single weekend up until like New Year's besides like two, we have something going on. So I just plan it. Like I just plan fun. I intentionally put it on my schedule. It, again, 
some things definitely do cost money, no doubt about it, but like some things you don't have to like, so if you're financially on a a bit of a budget, don't think it has to be like this grand thing, but just plan something like go mini golfing, go for a hike, pack the car, do something, go rollerblade. My husband and I rollerblade sometimes on the weekends. Like we bought rollerblades during COVID. Like we find different walks. Like we just intentionally spend time together and we intentionally put stuff on our schedule. So we do that every Sunday. We know what's on our schedule for the week ahead. Or since my husband is way more of a workaholic than me, if I, if it's planned ahead, my job is the planner. Um, but if it's planned ahead, I cancel it out on his schedule, you know, a month or two ahead of time. So he can't say no to it. I love it. Yes. We've, Dave and I have definitely started doing that as well, especially with the kids out for the summer. Um, we have to be a little bit more intentional. So be intentional. It's like time, time is your most valuable asset. It is. All right. Well, where can everybody find you and any upcoming events or people that how they can work with you? Please share all the details. Yeah, absolutely. You can find me at Be Christina because I encourage everyone to be themselves. So Be Lyon, Be Christina, um, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A. Find me on Instagram. That's really where I hang out the most. My team is doing all the LinkedIn and apparently now TikTok. I don't even fucking have the app. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But by the time that this comes out, hopefully maybe I'll have the app. Um, But Be Christina, you can find me on Instagram. I'm pretty much there every single day. My podcast is the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. It's for anyone, both men and women who want to decide it's their turn. I really focus in on four things, my one-on-one coaching, my women's masterminds, my retreats, and uh, every once in a while I do intensive sessions or VIP days. But that is what I do. That is what I plan to do forever until the passion changes. I, um, you know, I like my time. Time is the most valuable asset. So, you know, I don't have any of these huge goals where I have to do all the things all the time. I do what I'm really good at, what I enjoy. And that's it. Awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, if anyone has loved this episode, please share it with somebody that you know will love it as much. Thank you, Christina. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for being here with me today. If you love this episode, make sure you subscribe and share it with someone who you think would love it too. And a five-star review helps get the Spiritual Shipper podcast out to those that need it most. I can't wait to connect with you online, so make sure you follow me on Facebook at The Spiritual Shipworker and on Instagram at Lianne Magahi. It's time to enjoy the shift, one breath at a time.